You're listening to the Techpedition Podcast, episode 115, 100% Less War Crimes. Hey everybody, welcome to the Techpedition Podcast. My name is Sergio. This is James. Hi everybody, this is Clarence. Hey, James and Clarence. We're back. We've been gone a while. Yeah, you guys have been gone a while. <laughs> you you guys? <laughs> hey, I've, I've been here. You guys just haven't. Uh, oh, oh. You've been podcasting by yourself? Well, it's kind of hard to podcast by myself because then it's just kind of... What, what, what he means is he's been waiting on us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a bit of a hiatus, you know. Not too bad. Well, we're back. It's episode 115. This is uh, this be the last one of the of the year, or do we have enough time to do one more? I don't or know. Try for one more? I, I I think it's safe to say this may be the last one. Yeah, I agree. at least it, it'll be last live on the site. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this will be the last one for the year twenty eleven. So before all the the gaming press around the world starts naming uh who or or what is going to be the game of the year, I'm just going to call it and say Skyrim. Yeah, that's, it's that's... gonna sweep it across all publications. Really? Because I've been hearing some bad things about Skyrim. Other, well, other than the technical issues that they will iron out over time, yeah, that is the only game that everyone is like gaga over this year. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much going to win. I mean, <laughs> you're right. Everybody's talking about it. You know, I haven't. Other than the glitches, like you said, I haven't heard anything bad bad to say. You know, yep. but but I guess uh, dragons flying backwards is pretty bad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let, with that out, with that out of the way, let's jump right into news. And uh, you guys, you know, the, the annual, the the biggest or the most publicized video game awards uh, ceremony, the Spike VGAs, happened say, a week or so ago. Oh wow! <sighs> you mean the awards show that makes us embarrassed to be gamers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man! Like I've seen the Spike VGAs one time and was like, I'm not gonna watch that ever again. I'll just look up the winners and look up the trailers because yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't, I didn't actually see it myself, but I've heard so many people talking of, about the crazy shenanigans that went on. It just makes me glad I didn't watch. Yeah, it, it's it's like they're trying to appeal to people who can't just appreciate the games that are getting the awards. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're trying to the out MTV MTV almost at times. <laughs> yeah, because nothing gets the fans more than a than a tea bag on stage. That's right. Woo! Because oh we're all fourteen year old boys. Yay! <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a name for this one. Um, <laughs> Oh, but but you know, good stuff does come out of the, G- the VGAs every year, and that is trailers. Uh, trailers during a part of the year where there usually isn't very many trailers. Yeah, yeah, the VGAs for gamers uh, for trailers is like the Super Bowl for commercials. Oh, uh, look! Look at you using analogies. <laughs> that was I'm awesome. good like that. What you talking about? I'm good like that. <laughs> yes, yes, it Spike. is the Super Bowl for video game commercials, and a, there's a bunch that came out of it. Some of them were just completely new, you know, announcements. Some of them were stuff that we knew we just hadn't seen yet. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about, guys, 
is a new Tony Hawk game. Uh, what do you mean by okay? Well, new? let me let me preface this right quick by saying <laughs> I've never really played a Tony Hawk or a skate skating skateboarding game, so I've never been that interested in them. I just want to preface that right now. I don't right. hold anything against them. I mean, I, I had I'm, not have I, I'm not a huge fan myself. Um, I've briefly played some of the Hawks. Well, I was a huge, 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 huge fan of the pro skater games, like the the first three games. That that that's like Tony Hawk at its purest. And what this is going to be is a re-release of a lot of the stages from the first two pro sticks, pro, pro skater games, hmm. redone in HD. Yeah, that seems like it's the trend nowadays. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that's all I want. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want any anything else out of the Tony Hawk name. I want those games, and I want them pretty. So I'm I'm really excited about this, and it's going to be a deep like download game. So it's not going to be all like sixty bucks. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think it's more of a case of them just trying, uh, d- basically doing what a lot of other people are doing, or are they trying to just get some fan base back? Because I mean, Tony Hawk has been on kind of a a downward slope, uh, um, unattended. Yeah, it may be it may be both, but it also may be. Uh, the the case of we have Tony Hawk under contract for another four years, we need to do something with that name. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> you know, so and and this is probably the cheapest and easiest thing to do. And and as you said, it will it will please a lot of people. Yeah, because uh, you know that that name is is kind of got tarnished over the last few years. I mean, with the whole emergence of the skate franchise, you know. Yeah. It's, it's... Th- thanks, Activision. Thanks. <laughs> And, the, and don't forget the ride. Oh, see that, and see, we're collectively trying to do that. Just forget that it existed. Uh, oh. Well, you know, I mean, it's like any video game that you have an iteration comes out almost every year, unless you know it's Madden or NBA something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know something I won't be forgetting soon. It's uh, the Last of Us. Uh, preview trailer and yeah man that that's some gerard butler and ellen page right there man (laughs) (laughs) the last of us it's uh developed by naughty dog yeah and another zombie game well they say it's not zombies or or zombie ish some viral horror slash baby zombies infected something (laughs) (laughs) obviously yeah obviously the people they're they're going to be shooting used to be people and now are no longer people whether or not those are zombies is really just a you know semantics (laughs) yeah like this from the trailer it i mean they said well that was in-game engine apparently Mm -hmm. uh yeah it seems to be the first uh, zombie type game that's well, not zombies, but that's taking like a, a serious approach from the looks of it. Because I mean, to me, all the other ones are more takes it from a cartoony standpoint or a um, let's see, can I think of Zombie Land like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you you are you have gun, you are a badass. Go yeah. If, yeah. If, if okay, okay. If we're gonna do illusions, huh? D- Dead Rising is to Zombieland as The Last of Us is to The Walking Dead. Ooh, oh man. Oh, that could work. That's beautiful. Huh? That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, needless to say, it's Naughty Dog, so I'm on board. It, it. It doesn't really matter what they make, but 
this this just does honestly look good. And the thing that that really impressed me the most was they have a little girl shooting things in the or like stabbing <laughs> things in the back. Like you, you don't do that. You don't have children kill people. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, someone's never watched Children of the Corn. Well, I mean, not where you're playing as the child. <laughs> okay, I can understand that. It's different. It looks good. The only thing that kind of bumps me out is that that it is Naughty Dog and only on PS3. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, see, I can deal with that because, oh, yeah, I have PS3. To get, gives you more reason to buy a PS3. Yeah, that's what that's, it that's, na- that's Naughty Dog's job is to sell PS3s to you. Uh, let's see. What, what's next? Command and Conquer Generals 2. So uh, th- they teased a screenshot of an upcoming Bioware game a couple weeks ago. And there was no, any, no, like, nothing to go with it. It wasn't like, this is going to be a shooter or this is going to be a this. It was just a screenshot. And turns out it's Command and Conquer Generals 2. And it's branded as a uh, Bioware game. Hmm. It's barely a Bioware game because it's being developed by Bioware Victory. Victor, Bioware Victory is Victory Games renamed Bioware Victory. <laughs> and Bioware Victory is made up of people who made Can- Command and Conquer games. Mm. So it's under different moniker, but it's still the same people is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Bioware doesn't even make these types of games, so I, I'm still a little confused on how it got under the veil of Bioware. I know exactly how it happened. EA was like, we own the name Bioware, people love the name Bioware, and we need to sell Command & Conquer to people. Oh, we, we're going we're gonna to pimp some Bioware now, huh? That's right. <laughs> oh, pimp man. your asses out. That ain't a Bioware game. <laughs> yeah, man, it, 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 it certainly... Is going to degrade the name when you every studio gets the borrower name all of a sudden, <laughs> and people buy it in droves just because mm-hmm. of the name. Yeah, electro, Electronic Arts is just going to rename their entire company to Bioware Arts. Oh man, I mean, but it, if you think about it, it kind—I mean—it kind of has the same effect as just like the Call of Duty name, even though one is a studio and one is just the name of the game. But it—it kind of has the same effect. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, as long as it doesn't suck, everything will be fine. But yeah, I mean, but this is dumb, though. We know it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, what ain't dumb is the new Spider-Man game. Oh man. You know, then, unless you disagree, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it's dumb uh, from the first uh, leaked trailer that came out with a month or two ago. Uh-huh. It, it looked very uh, mirrors edgy. But, uh-huh. but from this uh, trailer that came out at the, at the VGAs, it looked like uh, God of War with a with a Spider-Man skin on it to me. Did, did anybody else get that vibe? Or was it? Well, th- th- that's how the last two Spider-Man games played. It, it wasn't yeah. that real-timey, though, was it? Well, okay, okay. I, I haven't played any of the non-free world Spider-Man games, and you reviewed the last two, so you would <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those games are God of, God of Spider-Man, basically. I did not know that. <laughs> Which is cool, 
but it really you lose the charm that the open world had. And from what I understand, what I've read, this game has been in development longer than both of those other games combined. Because okay, so this is its own entity, and it's not really on the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movie coming out. No, it is. It it it. it, it Originally, they were making a game to go with Spider-Man 4. Oh, that's right, that's right. Then the movie got canceled. So they kind of put the game on the shelf, made these two side games, you know, perfected their God of War game, and now they're coming back to Amazing, the the Amazing Spider-Man, and they're just kind of rolling it all into one. And that has me really excited, because those other two games are really, really good. They just are just really linear and, uh, you know, kind of boring. Yeah, I mean... do an open world, it'd be great. Oh, yeah. I mean, from part well, of... I mean, part... it depends, because like I said, for me, I'm not really much of a sandbox player. Well, so it, I it... like the, the linear a little bit more. I mean, but it... I don't know. I'm, to me, if they could meld the two together, because from that trailer, it kind of looks like there's some open world aspects, and, you know, when he gets in a battle, it kind of flips to the more God of War type stuff. But if they can meld the two together, it, it, it'll, it'll definitely be something I'd be interested in playing. Yeah. Like... What we're describing is prototype. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a sandbox game I actually enjoyed playing. Yeah. Which so if, if 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 they want to make a good good Spider-Man game, make prototype with <laughs> Spider-Man in it. <laughs> uh, let's see another licensed game from Activision. Transformers. Transformers: Fall of Cybertron. Dude, uh, the actual trailer was all cutscene, I believe. It all looked like cutscene. But that that is a really well put together trailer. I mean, it really says nothing about the what the game will be. <laughs> but man, I, I really got the 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 original Gears of War vibe from that trailer. Hmm. Oh, the sense of Hopelessness, we're yeah. screwed. The, the 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 music on it was awesome, and then just like the cinematics, how they put it together, it was, it was it's really a great trailer. Regardless on how good the game will be, you know. So well, I mean, th- that trailer got so much buzz that they actually went back and did uh, a behind the scenes, like how they made it, and talking about all the design choices that they took to make the, that trailer. Uh, like one of the really? main things that they. Ch- Oh yeah. Why don't they just say how they made the game? Yeah, I mean that that's the problem because <laughs> when you get to the the game comes out and it's not going to look anything like their trailer and that's where the problem begins, you know. Like I mean trailers Well, are but nice. the thing is though this is a direct sequel to War for Cybertron. So it's more likely going to play like War for Cybertron. Yeah. Mm. Which it, I, so I I got nothing Which for, I enjoyed. I liked it. But I, I think it's very interesting that they're making games that are not based on movies. Yeah, like I, it, I, the, the creative liberty leads to better games. And and does and these games like don't even take place on Earth, correct? Correct. These take place uh, at the very beginning. Like the first game is the very beginning of the war. Yeah, that's that's what kind of that's interesting to me. It kind of adds a, another layer of you know. And the second game is pretty much towards the end of it, from what I understand. So it's long as long as it's nothing like Transformers Three. I'm I'll try it. You know. (laughs) Well, if you haven't played War for Cybertron, I would definitely say 
give it a play. It's, I mean, if you're any type of a Transformers fan, story-wise, you will love it. It's well done. It's re- well written, put together. Was very good. Whoa, that thing just turned into a dinosaur. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that, was awesome. that was pretty awesome. Which I was kind of did. Cybertron puzzled. have dinosaurs? Uh, yeah, I was puzzled by that myself. <laughs> well, thing is, uh, things got retconned into the uh, actual canon from Hasbro, and the fact that the Dinobots had been to Earth before for something else. So, because at this time, Earth in its dinosaur age, oh, that kind of so. makes sense. Oh, all right. <laughs> I just okay. blew my mind with that one. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But they had come back to to Cybertron. So wow. okay, that, yeah. Because I was like, how on earth are they going to do this? And then I've got a buddy up here that's a huge, huge Transformers fan, and we got to research. And I was like, oh, well, let's break down this fiction real quick. Well, you know, because if you're a big fanboy of something, you have to do so. Oh yeah, I, I understand. Uh, it's more important. So, <laughs> so, so guys, there's another game. Speaking of Gears of War. Yeah, same developers. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a lot of people are saying that they're biting on the Minecraft buzz. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. The- Fortnite. <laughs> Minecraft. Okay, so, so do we even know what the hell this actually is? I don't know. We, we know what we know from the trailer, and that is you are dudes, you gather stuff, you build a fort, and then you hide during the night because things come to kill you. And and other than and you dress really stupid the whole time. Yeah, oh, I'll well, do that game. Yeah, I was just going to say other than that, you could draw a correlation in how ugly the art is because Minecraft is ugly too. But it's a different kind of ugly, though. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. Is, I don't like art stylistically. Yeah, it. But to be fair, to be fair, it looks better than Gears of War. Art-wise. Does it really? It really does. Like, Gears of War looks like something out of a 15-year-old's notebook. Like, it's a 15-year-old's art book that he drew drew in art class in his Art 2. It's like, I'm going to give him more muscles. That makes him strong. zombie game. (laughs) Awesome. Does anybody know what engine they're using on this one? Uh, I would would assume... uh, What's it called? The uh, Unreal. <laughs> well, if this is Unreal, they've they've made a lot of customizations because it looks nothing like the Gears of War stuff. Yeah. I hate this art style, man. It looks like claymation in his. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> See, I, the thing is, I do like it. It's it's not just a, a bunch of dudes carrying guns and wearing armor. You know. Well, that was it, that type of game. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Jet Grind Radio. Yeah, well, Jet Grind was cell shaded though. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, just like stylistically, other than the cell cell shading part, like this whole oh, we're cool, we're, we're we wear baggy clothes, you know, we're a little bit funny, we're kind of cartoony. I don't know. Like I say, it reminds me of the claymation days. But uh, you know, uh, but that being said, just because it looks better than Minecraft, I'll at least try it. I mean. <laughs> you know, Minecraft is supposed to be like the whole building thing. Like you said, at nighttime, you're being trying to be killed by zombies, but well, not zombies, but enemies. But yeah, I mean, just because it looks better, you know, that would at least get me get a foot in the door. You know, I don't blame them for trying with this anyway. 
Well, you know, it it's definitely goes on that it, it's not how realistic graphics can be. It's what your gameplay is, you know, and it's how <laughs> it's yeah. a risk with the art style. But if they're wanting a more goofy kind of gameplay and story and everything else, then it'll work great. Okay, I okay. would think. I say, okay, it looks more like Team Fortress 2 is what it looks like. Yeah. Mm. Kind of, yeah. I, I can see that. So, I, like, I haven't been excited about an epic, epic game since ever, so it's, it's nice to see something that I would actually be interested in. And also, Fortnite. A Fortnite is 14 days. Right? I guess I yeah. don't know. Is it, it is. <laughs> that, that's what I, that, by definition, that's what a Fortnite is. Like, are, are they going to weave 14 days into the story somehow, or are they just going to not acknowledge that they are ripping off that out of, like, a word? I mean, it could be something where, like, um, if you think about... I or, mean, I, I, or I, I, it I, could I, be, like, you're in a fort at night. Fortnite. But it's not spelled like night. It's N-I-T-E. Well, I mean, I mean, think of it, like, gameplay-wise... Uh, I know this, this is totally different, but like horde mode, where you like take, you're fighting waves and waves and waves, and you get to the last wave, and you beat that part, or you've completed the mission, or whatever. I can I can see them doing something like that with this, where it's like a sped up time, where you know you're trying to get through to the 14th wave or the 14th night or something like that. I I, I just hope they acknowledge it somehow. I think they will. I mean, yeah, they have to, because. Because Fortnite by itself is a good name if you don't take in consideration a Fortnite is already a thing. Hmm. So, so let, 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 let me pose something to you guys. Uh, what if I had this, you know, huge selling franchise and then I'm going to put out the next new big game in the franchise, but all I want to do is the cutscenes in it and let somebody else develop it. Did you buy that? <laughs> it depends on who's making the game part. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and what they're doing with it. By, by what could you be talking about? Oh. Sounds like uh, 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 something with, I don't know, uh, uh, Raiden? Raiden? No, Raiden. Raiden, that's the name of the character, right? Is it? Yes, it is. Okay. We're talking about, and, and exactly what is revengeance? It's a made up word. <laughs> Like transferring, like subsistence. So like subsistence, yes. Oh man. Like well, no, I know subsist is a word, but subsistence, I had revengeance. It's like getting vengeance and revenge together. I don't know. Oh man. So, so yeah. So you're go- gonna get venge, and then you're gonna revenge. That's right. At the same time. Okay. You venge it twice. So, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. It, 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 like, everyone was wondering what happened to Metal Gear Solid Rising, you know, since it was announced like two E3s ago. And all it was was Raiden cutting watermelons. They could make a game out of it, basically. Yeah, so Ko- Kojima and his team said, well, screw it, we quit. And they, <laughs> they put it on the shelf. They, 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 they have admitted that they put that game on the shelf and said, we're not making this game. And then, oh god, who's making this one? Was is it a uh, Platinum? Platinum Games came forward and said, "Hey, hey, buddies, uh, you working on that Metal Gear game, huh?" And, and they said, "Not anymore." 
And Platinum said, we'll do it. Mm. And then, of course, Kojima was like, okay, but I'm doing the cutscenes. <laughs> oh, man. It's, I, I don't know about this, man. It's, it's <laughs> And then the actual, if you, if you have seen the trailer, it's like slice a person 10,000 times. You know, like slicing them in half once wasn't enough. That that's pretty much all they showed in the trailer, with the with the exception of was he was he fighting like a Metal Gear at at one point in it? He had a, yeah, he was fighting a Metal Gear that he flipped, that he flipped, and then there was where he was fighting a uh, Vamp. That was the vampirish kind of dude that you played against in Metal Gear Solid Two. Huh. It just sounds like Japanese people being Japanese. Let's go ahead and call this one. This one is crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to do that. If it was in anybody else's hands, I would say yes. But Platinum knows what they're doing. What 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 do they have under under their belt? Uh, Vanquish, Bayonetta, um, yeah. Mad World, uh, and there was one other. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah. It, well, here here's why they, it's changed. Because before it was Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Rising, and now it's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. The reason why, other than, you know, Kojima's just doing the cutscenes, is they've changed how this was going to be. It was going to be set between Metal Gear Solid 2 and 4. Because 3 was back in the 60s. You know, you know they, they like screwing with the time. You know, I'm really hating how sequels will jump forward and back in time. I miss the days when it was like day one, game one couple months later in the timeline, next game takes place. I hate that they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they should just name it something else besides naming it too. But, uh, <laughs> but Metal Gear Rising is taking place several years after uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and it's a spinoff that's not part of the Solid series is the official thing. Hits the drop of the... Uh, Solid, yeah. 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 That, and that makes sense. I mean, I don't blame them for doing something totally different, though, which it looks like this is. Uh, but I, I just wasn't that impressed with what they showed. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Platinum Games, they're also made up of a bunch of old Clover Studio dudes, and they made Beautiful Joe and Okami. Oh, well, that's going to have Carl in there automatically. Yeah. So He loves Beautiful Joe. Like, I trust those dudes. It's just, it, it's going to be weird either way. But like, well, I'll add one more thing. Like, the how combat is going with stuff like um, uh, Arkham City. You know, this just kind of—I don't know how the gameplay is going to be, so I can't really say. But it looks like it will wind up being something re, a regress instead of something. Uh, you know, it's a that's hack moving and slash. forward. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you, well you never know because I mean, hack and slashes has been a very weathering genre it stayed you know and by the time we think it's going to die we get a gem that's just like oh this was a lot of fun yeah so, yeah like well, when, when we think it's may... gonna die then god of war shows up you know yep pretty much devil may cry heavenly sword <laughs> no <laughs> hey i hey hip sword's really good i'm sorry it's good um, but i i wouldn't say it's a cornerstone of the genre 
I guess that's the VGAs. That's the VGAs, yeah. Until next year, I'm sure. Again, they'll have a bunch of of uh, trailers next year because they know that's what we watch, and they can't completely abandon us, can they? And 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 probably only one percent of these games on the list will be out by the end. Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spider Man will be out. Tony Hawk will be out. But the rest of those, I doubt it. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one I'm. Well, James, you have the rest of our news topics. All righty. Okay, so uh, you guys, of course, have heard of 24M Technologies, right? Sure. <laughs> okay, well, just the Lady Foundation, they are a subsidiary. They're, they're a spinoff of a company called A123 Systems. Uh, now, what these guys are, they're in, they're in the energy market, but they're not Enron. <laughs> these guys are, is that on their website? We're not Enron, but we're, we're, but we're in the energy. Okay, Wait, but it was like the energy is like a. But no, what they don't trade energy. They actually build energy storage systems. Uh, and one of the things, the, the main reason why this has been a spinoff is 24M. Because uh, okay, we have lithium-ion batteries, and then we have a flow battery. You guys know what a flow battery is, yes? For the sake of this conversation, yes. <laughs> well, for every okay, then I will I will explain very quick. Is a flow battery is a battery that has uh, dense particles that are in a much more thick mixture, to where it's not really liquid, but it's not fully solid. Think uh, moving grains of sand is okay. how it's set up. Okay, so it's like toothpaste. Yes, yes, that's All a great right. analogy. Why this is significant, because is when you use a rechargeable battery, when you charge up your rechargeable batteries, the reason why they stop holding a charge is because the insides are twisting and breaking apart. So you're losing a lot of the connections of what holds in your energy and how you access it. So that's the reason why your rechargeable batteries die. What this technology is, is they have put in the ability to have your flow battery with the ability to hold as much energy as a lithium-ion battery or an alkaline battery. Because otherwise, even though flow batteries never you know, really break down, they've never been able to hold the charge that a lithium-ion or an alkaline battery has been able to. Well, this is broken off because this. They feel that they're very close to the breakthrough on this and working to really get it commercialized. So that way, this would replace us going to the gas tank for electrical cars. So instead of having to worry about being able to charge up your car, you could stop at a station and instead of, you know, filling up on – you know, instead of plugging in, you could actually change out the battery in your car. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I really don't have a comment. Uh, let, let, like, I need, I need I mean, to stop at the battery store uh, real quick. Yeah. Are, are the flow batteries pretty much just like all rechargeable batteries or flow batteries? No. Okay. I'm really confused. No, no, here. no. Uh, okay. Well, no. It's like I said. Uh, our normal rechargeable batteries have a solid state core that when you read – when you you put them in the chargers and recharging them, they're heating up and they're twisting and tearing because of the various 
things going on inside of them. That's the reason why your rechargeable batteries start to die after so many charges. You have to get rid of them. It's because they're breaking on the inside when you're charging them. So the more you charge them, the, the faster you break them, actually. Whereas with a flow battery, since a flow battery is nothing but uh, loose particles that can move around, it never breaks up. So they last much, much, much longer. It's just before now they've never really been viable because they just have never hold, held the amount of energy that a lithium-ion or an alkaline battery can. Is there a reason why that like the go-to here is cars? Well, um, I say the cars because that's how I found out about them. But there's a, a whole lot of different uh, things right now. It's, the technology they're not going to be able to shrink it down to like you know handheld batteries and stuff like that at the moment. But like a larger battery cell, they could do. And plus. We have so much that we're working on trying to find different ways of, of getting around different energy sources to use. If you could do this uh, and make it completely viable, then that would change a lot of things because it would take our dependence off of oil, which would be good for the environment and good for our economy. Because if we could charge up and make, make our own batteries and charge them up and change them out driving around, it makes shipping costs much, much, much cheaper, which means – as a consumer, our costs are much, much cheaper. Or at least they should be, but then again, these assholes are really greedy, so they probably wouldn't be until, you know, we start sitting in on their stores. <laughs> We're getting, like, that's a I, I really, really that. wide tangent there, buddy. <laughs> oh, come on. You got to admit that was pretty cool. But no, that, that's what it is. It's them taking the ability to take the mainstay, the staying power of a flow battery and the reliability of a flow battery and adding in the longevity and the amount of energy that an alkaline or lithium ion battery can store. So that way, say so, with one so, of these batteries, so, so one basically charge, we just won't throw as many batteries away. Yeah. It'd make it cheaper for a lot of things in the long run. Awesome. Wow. Uh, the next, that, that, that could possibly be the longest conversation I've had about batteries. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to talk about something that's just strange and batteries. Hey, <laughs> think about it. You could drive around for 5,000 miles on one card and then, you know, just stop at a station and change it out. You're doing pretty good. That That's not going to happen, though. Like Not yet. Like, it, I don't want to get into a deep political debate on, on the podcast because that, that's definitely not where we need to go, but... That will never, ever happen. No one will ever let that happen. Because if you're paying 20 bucks for, or even 100 bucks for one of these batteries that goes thousands of miles, no one is making money off these batteries. Well, you know what else is, is not going to happen? Uh, you're not going to get charged for war crimes for playing video games. Well, that's, that's good to know. Wow. <laughs> look, at, look at that segue. Nice. Well, you gave it to me. <laughs> All right. Well, now how this came up is I came across this a couple of weeks ago when we was getting ready for a podcast to like a little hint of this, and I had to research it. There was an international committee for the Red Cross, the ICRC, that actually had to be forced to deny 
that player, as I quote, that players of video games that simulate warfare uh, could be guilty of committing war crimes. Okay, like somebody was actually feeling that this was so such a sensitive thing that they were actually thinking about doing this. But the Red Cross has recently discussed it and realized, you know what? <laughs> this bullshit. It's a video game. They're not actually doing anything to any real people. Well, I mean, uh, if you just think about it, simulations, I mean, th- don't most uh, soldiers do some type of simulations? I-, I know it's probably not, you know, fully video games, but I mean, a simulation is basically the same thing, right? You may do like no. a bombing simulation or something like that, you know, uh, if you're training to be a uh a drone pilot or something. Well, that's basically the same thing, isn't it? No. Training to do something and actually doing something are completely different things. But it's a video but game. You're still not doing either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm saying. You're not actually doing anything. It's a game. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can press X fast. <laughs> well, it was. Well, you know, there was reports that they had discussed about whether war crime standards should be applied to uh, – let me – actual quote. According to reports, the committee also discussed whether war crime standards should apply to the virtual crimes of war video games. And then the entire room erupted in laughter and moved to the next topic. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, this is actually – actually, this was in debate for a couple years. Because there was just that one guy who was like, no, listen, hear me out. Listen. Yeah. Oh, wow. But they, they have found – they actually got forced to onto the issue because it's like, what are you doing? What? Come on. Hello? And so now they have you know, straight up said that you – know, saying that the rules of armed conflict will not apply to virtual acts of brutality. Because, I mean, they were – like taken to extreme, you actually could be – Guilty of war crimes for doing certain things in video games. Well, I'm glad it's on paper. That well, that way, yeah. you well, know, it, it doesn't need to be on paper, but it's, it's. I guess it's a good thing that it is, just in case. Okay. Well. well okay. Let Let me get what you're saying. I don't, I don't want to prolong this, but are you talking more so uh, uh, if if it was something to do like Wow, where a bunch of people went in and like like totally tried to go against uh, different people that they know are from a different country or something like that. I'm I'm just so confused on this. I don't, you know. Okay, maybe. No, I mean, this is like <laughs> basically taken to its most extreme conclusion. It was speculated that players who violated human rights laws in simulated games could theoretically be built guilty of a crime. So this in other words, that was game. saying if you did it in a virtual thing it didn't matter if the the virtual uh person that you did this to was an actual player or an npc you could be guilty of a crime again (laughs) this is so absurd (laughs) i felt like it should have been talked about and people know so they could laugh their asses off okay okay. Uh, wow yeah i'm I'm, yeah okay okay I thought you were going from a serious angle at first i was just i was wondering well well the thing is though it, it, it's funny now because they took the stance saying, no, no, it's not. But if they had said that, yes, that we're going to push for this, that the laws of the Geneva Convention would apply to anyone playing a video game, 
that would have been like some serious shit because we'd all go to jail or to the freaking electric chair firing squad because we, we, we all we played would, a war we game. Do all, they, they, we would be grandfathered in. Yeah. <laughs> all of our, our all of our actions in the past would be would be you know wiped clean. They'd be just like don't do it anymore. But still, we live in way too much of a capitalistic society for them to be like, yeah, we're gonna arrest all the gamers. Yeah. Plus, plus come on, we're America. You're not. That's right. We play games. We shoot people. Okay, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of shooting people, <laughs> some GameStop uh, higher ups were just about to get um, tarred and feathered because earlier this week, uh, the game from the Ico company or Team producer, Ico, Team Ico, as as any of us who were Ico or yeah. More notably, Shadow of the Colossus fans know that Much they had weight. The Last Guardian. Uh, it got took down from GameStop's site for pre-order, and at first they were telling people that it was canceled. Yeah, not not only telling people, but like calling them because they had a pre-order and pre-order and said, "Hey, buddy, you need to come get your money because your game's canceled." Which, which would kind of be you know, consistent with the weird stuff that's been happening at Sony. Like, uh, the lead designer on that game no longer works for Sony. Correct. He chose to uh, leave and pursue his pursuits elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> so like, dude, just finish the game. Like, it was suppo- it, the game was supposed to be out by now. Yeah. You know, they're not going to cancel a game that's this deep into development. That that just doesn't make sense. Even if they release it and it's shitty, at least they get some money back, you know? Yeah. Well, what had happened is that he had stepped, you know, he left. And see, the thing is that we still don't have uh, even the idea of a release date yet. So that made – so somebody in GameStop said, okay, blah. But uh, Suhue Yoshida – from Sony, uh, president of the Worldwide Studios, went on Twitter and straight up said, "This game is not canceled." <laughs> yes, the lead, you know, the production designer, the lead guy, did leave, but the team is still working on it. It's still going. GameStop's are GameStop's idiots. <laughs> Which GameStop came I, back. I hope and that's said, a quote. You know, <laughs> well, it's mostly in Japanese. So I can't translate all of it too well so i kind of add but ah see but we're journalists we can just translate it as needed so yes it says <laughs> gamestop you guys suck so gamestop officials have come back and said that uh they took the pre-order out of the system because it does not have a definitive release date that the release date's ambiguous that, but no, if you go on there come on don't give me that yeah how many games that how many games pop up for pre-order the second they're announced? Like, you can probably pre-order The Last of Us. <laughs> probably. Oh, man. I'm tempted to go see if you can now. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yay, GameStop. Give us another reason to not really like you. <laughs> hey, can I, I, I'm allowed to make fun of them because I actually buy mon- buy things there. You know, I do too. <laughs> I, I still do too because sometimes there's just deals. I mean, what can you say? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm just glad it's not canceled because I, I want to play that game. How long oh, yeah. has it been in development? Uh, I'm going to say uh, as long as the PS3 has been a thing. Jeez. Oh, can, can we? Yeah, can, I think it went in development like a little, like 
two year, two maybe three years after Shadow of the Colossus came out. I wouldn't know. No, what were they working on between then? And, like, I I think from ship date on Shadow of the Colossus, this is what they've been working on. Yeah, well, most likely. Yeah, well, it's like six years. Can publishers yeah, please because... stop announcing games more than two years? More than a year is is enough time. You know, if oh yeah, look at Diablo three. <laughs> yeah, if if it's not coming <laughs> in the next calendar out, year. Got... Go ahead. And that got that got announced in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, talk about some assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't put it that way. It's just when you're working on a game that is that big, you know, you say it's, it, even if it leaks out. I think Blizzard's working on Diablo three. At some point, they have to admit, yeah, we're working on it, even if they don't want to. Yeah, and I guess a lot of it is has to do with investors and stuff. They want to know what you're, you know. To keep yeah. the morale of the company, you can't just sit around for two years and, and not say what you're doing, you know. So, I don't know. Guess it's going to eventually get out. Oh, well, talking about eventually getting out, what are we watching? <sighs> Bilbo Baggins. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you shall not pause. Which, okay, sorry. I had to do that. Well, see, that that's a great segue because this had been in talks since... Uh, actually, the Fellowship of the Ring finally came out in theaters. Was them actually him coming back and actually doing The Hobbit? Yeah, it's been in in production hell for several years. I think what was it Guillermo del Toro that was supposed to direct it for a while? Yeah, it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro for a bit. Guillermo. Guillermo. Didn't this get like pushed back because of the bonds or something like that? Was it that a different what? Like the James Bond? Yeah, isn't it? Okay, I might be thinking about something totally different. <laughs> and say no, no, that, that's no, MG, that's in Yeah, because because after the Rings, uh, Jackson did uh, King Kong. Yeah, but I mean, we got from from the trailer we see, you know, Gandalf, same actor. Yes, see, we have. Uh, uh, I am McKellen. Sir, I am McKellen. Come back. It's awesome to see. We see uh, Frodo. What's his name? Um, God, what's the dude's name? Well, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Him, Elijah what's Wood, he? and yeah, you got Elijah Wood. You got the guy that played uh, the older Bill Bill Baggins that we saw. He came back for the the bits where he's older. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking like it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's more of the same. Uh, I will admit, I I didn't know anything about the Lord of the Rings other than just the name when the books came out. I mean, when the movie came out because I never read the books. I don't know anything about The Hobbit, but I'm going to watch it. The Hobbit's the only one I ever read when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know I'm going to love it already. And the, the last 20, 15, 10 seconds of that trailer when, when Smeagol pops on the screen, it's, it's, it's beautiful. You got a boner, didn't you? It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Nerdgasm. Nerdgasm. But yeah, like, man, it, it, it was awesome. Aren't they, aren't they splitting that into two movies? I haven't heard that they're doing it. Heard so about that. Too. I mean, I, I've, I've I'm almost positive they are, it, which is it, silly because it's a short book. Yeah, and if they do uh, split it into two movies, we shouldn't see Smeagol in his first movie, should we? Uh, oh, you're you're trying to get me to recall something from 15 years ago that I didn't really <laughs> care about at the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I just I, another thing. I just want to see how much they've. Yes, it if, is too. 
Yeah. There's see The how... Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and The Hobbit, There and Back Again. Yep, there it is. Same. I, I want to see how much they improved the CG in the last 10 years because uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people have complained about how bad the uh, Lord of the Rings CG looks if you look at it now. So That, that, that thing is, that's not a valid complaint. Because it looked amazing when it came out. Yeah, it did. It did. Like, come on, you know. But don't, but yeah, it, don't it don't don't then, say that you know, you get... age has killed it. I mean, but still, I would like to see the improved technology. And you know, they're going in another in another ten years when these movies are made, and it's time for the ultimate collection edition. They're going to pull a George Lucas and go back and and and, and re up all the uh, freaking CG and just make it look even more beautiful. So, I mean, in, in ten years from now. Maybe fifteen. I, I'll be waiting for that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you know it's coming. Like it's just a given. Uh, some other trailers came out. Mainly, or I guess the big one. Uh, yeah, the the new one that everybody's been gaga over is for the Dark Knight Rises. So much so that some people would go to see a certain movie. Just to see the trailer, I never understood that. Who who, <laughs> who does that? Like, I, if if it was nineteen, why do that in this day and age? If it was nineteen eighty five, I could understand, you know. Yeah, but it's twenty eleven. That trailer was online twenty minutes after that movie came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, it's funny to see how these companies still try to take down illegal YouTube versions of it, but it still gets put right back up. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Once it's put on, it's it's there. It's been downloaded and pushed somewhere else. It's all over the place. Yeah, like now it's just official. Like it's it's up. But what would you guys think of it? I'm I'm not excited in the least. Uh, no, I, I'm well. I am excited. Like by definition, it is a Chris Nolan Batman movie, so I'm excited. But I have like I still don't see the the benefit of Bane. Other than him breaking Batman's back, <laughs> Bane is not interesting to me. Well, I, I they're taking a different take on Bane in this because he seems more. It looks like they have him more of a mastermind kind of character in this. Bane is like a than, dumb well, drone, isn't he? I mean, he, he just... no, he's he's not a dumb drone. It's just he's more blockheaded and brutish. But then again, comic book here, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Uh, the the venom that he uses just ups his testosterone so much that he's always almost in like a battle rage. So he can't really think <laughs> straight too much. He's always in more like just beat the out of you. So he's like or be no. driven on something. But he's never really been like one to really think things through. So he's the, the Hulk, time. is what you're saying? Yes, just smarter. Wait, wait, wait. Is it like those uh, Viagra commercials when they say if you had uh, a for four hours? <laughs> he didn't go to the doctor after he took his Viagra. That's the problem with Bane. He kept pumping in the testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about uh, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman? Uh, let's go with I'm on board. <laughs> wait, wait. That sounded bad. <laughs> eh, double entendre. <laughs> well, we to, well, no, we have seen pictures of her in the cat suit. Never mind. Yeah, like as it's, soon as they announced that, I was like, okay, it's okay. It's it's a, a no, black, well, black what, what do you guys think about us seeing the uh, the Batwing? Because that got shown a little bit. I see. I've I've never been that excited about his vehicles. Really? Really? That's like, always been to me. That was always one of the the draws of Batman was just as. Uh, Jack Nicholson said, 
Where does he get those wonderful toys? Oh, yeah. It, like, I, I acknowledge that it's a thing, you know, but it, it, I, I'm not all like, oh, look, it's a plane now. You know, just it, I, I want to know what Nolan is doing with the story because that's what made The Dark Knight so awesome. I'm, I'm going to just say that the exclusion of Joker is, is it's not going to be as good. I mean, that it, it's, it's like... <laughs> Well, but see, the thing is, you Coming can't really bring in the Joker. <laughs> I mean, I know we can't now. do it, but still, uh, yeah. And uh, well, see, that doesn't bother me at all. It does me. Because why they they did it? Like they did Joker. It was great. He's done. Move but, on. There's he had Batman. Literally has like a dozen other pl- dudes that he could fight that nobody cares about. The Riddler. The Riddler. Like I said, that nobody cares. He goes straight. Because they got Hugo Stranges in this, played by Robin Williams. I mean, even if if Joker wasn't like the main villain, just you want to see him. Yeah, you know, I mean, just uh, and who said we're not going to see him? We could see just like a shadow or something, but you know, we uh, we could that they could CG and and piece together some audio. But the thing is, the fact that Heath Ledger died and he did an amazing job with the Joker. That an inclusion of anybody other than him, and even if there was something off on whatever they did as far as CG work, if any of that hurt any bit, everybody would be doing nothing but bitching about the movie. But Bane, but Bane, come on! I I trust Christopher Nolan to do a good job. I just don't like like Bane's character. I never have. I don't get the coat and his costume. And I'm saying costume because that's yeah. a, that's a costume. Um, costume is not cool. I mean, I I think this movie, it's, you know, I, I'm it's, I want to see it, but I think it's going to be a whole lot of Batman, which you know we're going to see that, and a whole lot of Catwoman, and hey, we're going to throw hey. we're going to throw well, a, lo- now, a, a little bit of villain. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit before we actually see Batman because when this movie starts off, he's not doing Batman. Like Batman has been on hiatus after. He went ahead and took the blame for killing Harvey Dent. Yeah, Harvey Dent. Yeah, so he's been out of it. But we're, but we're still going to see plenty of Batman. Oh yeah, I mean it, we it's, are. It's a Batman movie. Oh yeah, you know the 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 second half of the movie is going to be you know nothing but the Batman suit yeah. kicking ass. So I don't know. Like I, I I was not as excited about the trailer, but I'm still really excited about the movie. So. Well, I mean, uh, the the story for the last two have been phenomenal. You know, it's been great writing, great directing, on the whole, great acting. So, you know, other than the Batman voice, please don't do the Batman voice. No, he's got to do the Batman voice. Yeah. He's oh, got to do the Batman oh, voice. Oh. Like, if you break canon at this point, you're admitting that you were wrong. <laughs> Hold, like stay, stay the see, the, see his stay Batman the voice in the first movie was perfect. His Batman voice in the first movie, perfect. The second movie, I was just like, oh, it's cringeworthy, cringeworthy. I, mean, I had no problem with the voice. I just had problems with him using the voice around people who know he's Bruce Wayne. You know, if you want to use the Batman voice while talking to random criminals, go for it. But you're talking to Lucius, and you're like, well, give me something to throw at them, Alfred. I'm leaving. Yes, <laughs> like come on, dude. They know. Let's look. Let, we're getting. We're digressing way too far. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, talk yeah. about Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so 
unlike people, unlike some people that someone on this podcast knows, I did not go to watch Sherlock Holmes just to see the Dark Knight Rises trailer. I didn't even know the trailer was going to be beyond there. I went because it's like, well, I like the first one. Here's a chance to go see the second one, and it's date night with my wife, so it's a win-win situation. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Is 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 it a lot like the first one? Yes, and more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, like so, so. I have I have some beef with Sir Sherlock Holmes, like the first. Okay. Like objectively, objectively, that movie's pretty badass. You know, the problem is, is a Sherlock Holmes movie doesn't have to be badass. You know, there was no reason for them to hire Guy Ritchie to make that movie. Have you ever read Sherlock Holmes? Well, no. I, I think okay. I, I well, think that, took the well, right wait, 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 wait. That, that that that's your first problem I'm trying to talk about. There, if you actually read Sherlock Holmes, like if you pull up Wikipedia, the actual character of Sherlock Holmes is almost master level stick fighter. He is trained in a fictional. Uh, Baritsu, which was based on Bart Jutsu by a English soldier that was in Japan studying Jujitsu. So Sherlock Holmes actually was, as far as a physical fighter, pretty badass, really competent. Uh, but now in the books, he's older, and they have this as a younger. So I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. is an old fellow. Yeah, but he doesn't look like an old fellow. Like when we think Sherlock Holmes, we think of somebody that's Late fifties, a little chubbier, all gray haired, and the mustache and all that stuff. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but like when I think Sherlock Holmes, I don't think high action, really vicious looking, violent movie. That's the, that's the beauty of the movie, though. But <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and as I said, ob- objectively, that shit was cool. But that's not why <laughs> I wanted to like. That's not what I wanted out of a Sherlock Holmes. Oh, show. you sounded so gangster when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so, so I'm not okay, really okay, excited well, about the second so, one. So you enjoyed the enjoyed the intellectual how when he did things, it all came together in such a way that you didn't realize that he was thinking that far ahead. Did you like that part of the movie? Yes. Then you're like, gonna like, love this. The, like the problem solving, the crime solving, the Sherlock Holmesiness of it. Yes. <laughs> But like I, there I was said, no reason it, it, for him to be shirtless and punching people. That that just didn't make any sense to me. Because he's a bad egg. Well, actually, it did. It was a <laughs> form of release for him. <laughs> it, it, well, no. He he had a horrible night. He screwed up. He was upset. Fighting, physical fighting and everything else can be a way of clearing your mind. Focusing on one thing and not doing what... He talks about he's cursed with is that he sees everything all the time. That's why, for the most part, he's a recluse. He doesn't go out. It's because he sees the details in everything. Mm. And then also intellectually, as far as his fighting style, it's a way for him to test things out. Like your explanations make sense. They don't make (laughs) me like the movie more, though. You know, I, I like Guy Ritchie. Like he makes really cool movies. I just think he was the wrong fit. I got one last question. Uh, does uh, Robert Downey Jr. talk like muffled the whole time, like this, and you can't understand what he said because he talked like this the whole movie? Or did Watson? He still order? talks. He still talks like he did in the first. Jeez, yeah. I'm not uh, watching yeah. it. That means you're gonna have to watch it with subtitles and twice. 
and volume to the max. Yeah, and and see, I didn't have a problem understanding him at all. That that that's another Guy Ritchie thing. Like, you ever watched uh, uh, Snatch? Yes. Yeah, you can't understand a damn thing those those two say. <laughs> well, if it's the Pratt, the 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 Gypsy Brad Pitterwitz, you're not supposed to because even in England they don't understand what the fuck those people are saying. Yeah, yeah, but uh, God, it's so infuriating. But it, it, hey, hey, if if it was like if it was like the first one, I'll probably watch it. You know, I, well, I, like, I like Robert Downey Jr. I like Sherlock Holmes as a character, so sure. Well, I mean, you will have a lot of Moriarty in the movie, so you will see quite a bit of Moriarty. And, wait, and, and how old? Him. And how old is Rachel McAdams? She's like what twenty twenty four. She's she's in the second one. Twenty seven. Still. So- She's she's how much older than Robert Downey Jr. like or younger than Robert Downey Jr. like thirty years? You know what? It's not really going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, go go watch as, the movie and as you I, understand. It's not really going to matter. As I get older, that stuff seems way more absurd than it really should be. She's thirty three. There are pretty older actors. Actresses that they could have they could have hired that would have been more age appropriate. I don't know because Robert, 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 like, Robert Junior. He's Robert Junior. Sixty. It's got to be. He's pushing fifty. <laughs> Let's see. Nineteen sixty-five. That would make him fifty-five. No. Two. Wait. He's sixty-five. He's, he's, he's forty-seven. Seven. So yeah, he's in his late forties. He still looks like he could pass for mid-thirties. So okay. all right, with the makeup and everything else, and plus they kind of have the characters is age ambiguous most of the time anyway. Hmm. It just seems weird. But I'm willing to overlook. You're just it. weird. You know, I mean, I, you, I, I am kind of. I, I pick really movies. weird things. To, to complain about, but I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Well, you know what? Pick, pick things to complain about. I got a game I've been playing that you got a lot you could pick about. What you playing, James? I've been playing Duke Nukem forever. It really? Is it that long? <laughs> so 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 does um, Christian Bale like voice Duke Nukem in his Batman voice? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> No, no, because the Duke Nukem voice actually sounds cheesy. You can laugh at instead of cheesy. Oh my God, would you just stop talking? <laughs> so okay, is, is so is that off, game as bad as everyone says it is? Well, well for ten bucks, no. And I say ten bucks because GameStop, best like all the stores pretty much have listed this game as ten bucks just to get it out of their stores brand new. <laughs> I, I like that so much. So the first thing about it is if we had played this game in 2003 when it was supposed to come out, uh, Doom 3 would have been the only game to to rival it. But since it came out this year uh, and they kept the Duke Nukem 3D gameplay style, it, not really. So it feels old. Yes, is very much old. You do not have any type of a snap feature or a, you know assist aim assist feature whatsoever. It is complete 
old school, you better do it yourself or you're going to miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels clunky in the way he moves, even though really in first-person shooters, you ta- it's all tank controls. You strafe left, strafe right, move forward, move back. It's the same control scheme, everybody. But it feels clunky on the game. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, for ten bucks, oh well. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm completely on board with people paying ten bucks for that game. It's just that it, it's just that time when they were asking people to pay sixty. That, that's what kind <laughs> of got on. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely wasn't doing that. No, yeah. uh, but but at ten bucks, I seen it, and I was like, you know, I I hear so many bad things. I want to play this. I want to play this. And we saw it for ten bucks, and and Tracy told me, well, you better go ahead and get it. It's like I don't know, and she's like, you. You've been talking about this game. Either you buy it, or I'm going to buy it. <laughs> You've been talking All about right. it? <laughs> well, because I've been wanting to try it out. Because uh-huh. I'm a Duke Nukem fan. I enjoyed the games. I understood that they were just cheesy and stupid and a parody of every single freaking 80s action movie I ever enjoyed watching as a kid. Because that's exactly what they are. So uh, are, are we too far removed from the 80s for it to be relevant anymore? Yes. <laughs> that, I, I, thanks. That's a great answer. Like I was, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but all right. You know, I have what I enjoy, and then I can understand where it goes. Because uh, I mean, he's a big, huge muscle. He's a blonde version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He even has a cigar. He has horrible one-liners throughout the whole thing. Anytime you come up to any women, they're all pretty much half naked or about boobs about to fall out and. He's got like the cheesiest shit in the world to say, and they fawn over him. It's every '80s movie ever made. Oh yeah. Huh. But but uh, but the gameplay was, even though it was clunky and everything else. If I I took myself away from what I was used to and just looked at it as for what it was, it was really enjoyable. It was G- a lot of fun, and there actually is a pretty good sized online community playing all the time (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, yes like well no they're probably doing that because they have a little thing that's called my digs that as you level up you'll unlock stuff for your uh man cave so you have to level up to unlock everything in there and it's weird i didn't even know it had an online component uh, like what what i see this game as is just kind of like a museum yeah, it's like a it's a nostalgia game, but yeah, it's like the old games we used to play with a fresh coat of paint on them. Yeah, like we we have to release this game to close the book on this chapter of gaming, and everyone is going to see the train wreck as it hits the market, and it, it will it will live forever as that game that took forever to make and then sucked. You know, it's well, it's, it's how it's- not to make a video game, basically. Well, see, I think it's one of those things they went ahead and pushed finishing and making the game and putting it out just to get people to shut the fuck up and leave them alone <laughs> about the game. Yeah. Because yeah. because it didn't matter if you didn't hear anything about it. We went three years, never heard anything about the game. But fans bitched endlessly. Do you think I this... mean, they complained. They called. They emailed. They actually had people go up to the studios and knock on the door, go up to the secretary and say, hey – I'd like to find out if the Duke Nukem game is going to come out or not. So they did this just to shut people up and said, okay, now bitch at us. But 
Thank you for no longer asking about this damn game. <laughs> Do you think the franchise can be repurposed? No. The, the char- well, see, the character of Duke Nukem, no, not in today's society. I mean, they would he would have to go further than what he is right now to more of like the Borat style of a character pushing. I mean, kind of be relevant today. Well, well, that being said, the '80s heroes or the '80s action star uh, stars in movies are, are making a comeback. I mean, I believe there could be this, at some point where they could like change the character. You know, actually, like coming from somebody who has not played Duke, Duke Nukem Forever and just understands the personality of Duke, I think it could, be, it could be done, but it would be really, really hard because if you take Duke's character and place him into modern society, and you have modern society ab- act appropriately to him, well, see, it that could, could be, be really, funny. really funny the other way around. I mean, it's almost to the point where you have to be older. Like, he's old and not decrepit, but, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. you, could have, you could have an Austin Powers type of scenario where he got froze and got woke up. And, uh, yeah, I don't shit. like that. Well, <laughs> it just, you just play off the absurdity of the actual stereotype rather than play up the stereotype as being funny. But that that's hard to do in movies, and doing it in video games would be next to damn impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm playing games too, guys. What you playing? Uh, and, I, and there's a whole review on the site for this one, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I'm playing uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And uh, so, that, so have have you have you uh, come across that bug I've heard about on it? No, no. Like I'm okay. very feverishly looking out to not hit that bug because I don't want to get thirty hours into a game and then not be able to finish it. And it would bug it. I have heard of this one. It you have to do this absurd combination of things that are completely outside of how you should do it story wise to make this bug happen. See that basically. that's not that that's not how I read it. Like how I read it was. You're given a quest that is three parts. You can do three, two of the three, and you're fine. But if you choose to do one of the three first, you're going to break the game. That, that's, yeah, but it's that's like a I part re- you really. Yeah, but it's like a part you really even shouldn't think about doing just yet. It's like the part that's the furthest away from you. It, and that that may be the case. It's just when I get to that part, I will be reading up very very closely what not to do because I don't want to even deal with that uh, as for the game itself that is a Zelda ass Zelda game <laughs> like I love Zelda I love the formula because it is very much a formula uh, but the only thing that they did on this game that was really really innovative is the Wii Motion Plus controls so this is uh, Twilight Princess better well, I, I've I've heard this one is not just uh, waggle daggle or whatever you call it. You right. actually have to intelligently know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. All of the enemies that you fight have specific weaknesses that you have to exploit with the motions that you you, you know you do this do with the sword. So, in other words, it would behoove you to get motion plus if you don't have it already. No, it is required. Ah, well, I won't be able to play the game. Yeah, it it is straight up required, and uh, you know if you you ha- those enemies you have to slash horizontally or you don't do any damage. You have to slash vertically or you don't do any damage. You have to poke you have them. To slash any 
What about diagonal? Any, um, yeah, there, diagonal? there's some of them have diagonal. Some of them change. When, you know, mid mid fight. Uh, some enemies can see where you're holding your 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 sword and adjust their play style to 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 how you're you know projecting your 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 moves. Like that part is really innovative, and this has been thrown around on the internet for a few weeks now. But had this been in Twilight Princess, the entire generation of the Wii would look completely different. <laughs> Because it would have, people would have been like, "Oh, this is what we can do with this." And but for it to come in, and you know, at the eleventh hour, it's just like, "Oh, yeah, see, you finally figured it out, didn't you?" It's kind of funny why how it, why would take well, of course, the motion plus is part of it, but why would it take so long for them to or for someone to to actually capitalize on this? Yeah, when it well, sounds pretty simple at its core, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it clearly motion plus makes it possible. But you're right. It's something they should have figured out before. And uh, the the story is unique, but it still follows the same beats as any other Zelda game. You know, oh, quest, go get three things, bring them here. Oh, go do this. You unlocked a new portion of the thing, go get a new weapon. That weapon helps you in that dungeon. You may use it again later, but hold on to it. You know, it's it's a Zelda game. Uh, what about the whole uh, getting your sword and how long it takes to get it? I've heard some people complain about that. It yeah, it, they're longer than it should. But the, the, it start that game starts off very slow. Like nothing truly interesting happens until about hour three or four. Oh yeah, yeah. But but it it picks up really well after that. Once you start trek, once you get your your tunic, you start trekking out into the actual dungeons. It it it's a really great game, but it it's it's a slow burn. <laughs> the other game I'm playing is Jurassic Park, the game. And I, to say I'm playing this game is not really saying it properly. I'm more just experiencing that game because it's barely a game. It's more like a seven-hour-long interactive cutscene. Oh yeah, um, yeah. First, some stuff on this. Uh, what was the the Sony game that came out? The PlayStation game that came heavy, out? Heavy Rain. Yeah, that would be the one. Uh, people are saying it's uh, a, a lame version of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it takes place during or directly after the the events of the first Jurassic Park movie. And remember, in the first Jurassic Park movie, and I know you do, when uh, dude drops the Barbasol can into the mud. Yeah. This game follows the Barbasol can and why he had it in the first place. So, at the root of it, there's a really interesting story. However, it doesn't use any of the characters from the movie. It's all new people, all new scenarios. Everything is is, is unique to the game, and it could have been really good, but it's all just like really, really bad. Quick time events. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that sucks. And then th- there's a few menial choices that you can make here and there to to try to figure out the the quote unquote puzzles. But uh, have either of you played Telltale uh, uh, adventure games? No, no, I purposely stayed away from them. <laughs> like in there, you do have to do some thinking to figure out if I combine this item with this item, I get to I get I have a lightsaber, or if I combine this item and this item, I'm able to 
write on a wall to send a message to this other guy. There's nothing like that in this. It's click here. Oh, that didn't make it? Well, then click here. That didn't work? Click here. Oh, look, that worked. Which is kind of funny. It's the same developers, right? It's the exact same developers. This is their attempt at an action game. <laughs> so, uh, an opportunity squandered. Oh, it was actually on iPad. I, well, I'm sure. What actually, about... actually, I think it would be more enjoyable on on iPad if they do the you know the the swiping properly. But on PC, it is a bummer. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, how's the story on it? I mean, is it the story at least enjoyable or? Mm. Eh. Nah. Nah. Well, that's a selling point right there. Or <laughs> selling point of, yeah, step on. Yeah. Uh, it also doesn't help that dinosaurs aren't cool anymore. Hey, dinosaurs are always cool. No, Those they're always not. Cool. They were cool in the 90s, and Jurassic Park showed that. But very shortly after that, it they, like they disappeared. Well, I mean, in the nineties, it was less about the dinosaurs and more about the CG. But you are right in saying dinosaurs have kind of died off again. Uh, they're extinct, <laughs> huh? Because I mean, they were everywhere in the nineties. I mean, from Mario to movies. So yeah, you know, they were they were fascinating. Now they're they're just dinosaurs. <laughs> But yeah, don't play that game. Uh, that does it for the Tech Medition Podcast. That was episode 115. Woo! Sound good, guys. So, uh, tune in next week. Uh, we'll have a, or next time, whenever that <laughs> Um we'll Sometime in the not-too-distant future. That's right. Maybe we'll have some real news. Uh, <laughs> visit the site at techpedition.com. Uh, send us fan mail. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Everybody's following, on, following us on Twitter. We're we're like twit stars, twit stars. Yeah, man. We're uh, twisters. Ooh. Uh, you can uh, let's see. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, like us on Facebook. Or is that what it is? Yeah, like like us on Facebook, and circle us on Google Plus. All seven of these. Send us questions. Google Plus. Send us questions. Yes. Or you know what? Ask for specific info on stuff. We you know, give us a challenge. Hey man, don't be knocking the Google Plus now. <laughs> no. no, no, I wouldn't knock the Google Plus. I'm, I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> I, I like Google Plus. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful. Day.